Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle. With every kill begins with K. Haven't done that one in a while, so I thought I'd bring it back. Today, joining me, we have Ian with two E's. Two E's, E squared, ghost of death. Ghost of death, ghost of Ian. Let's go, baby. How you doing, Ian? I'm good. I'm hyped, ready to talk about this movie. Um, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, you, you told me you were a little wet earlier before this cast, and uh, I'm uh, I'm leaking. Excited to hear what you have to say. Also with us, we have Brendan, the new blood. Brendan, how you doing? Humpity bumpity, baby. Uh, I am fantastic. I'm not only am I excited to talk about this movie. Uh, I, I'm not going to spoil it until you say it, but uh, uh, I'm very happy with the surprise you have brought us today. Well, on that note, we have returning to the Red Room cast, the guru of goth, Mitch. Mitch, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being on and thanks for editing our cast and being such a wonderful Ooh. creator of the Ruminations Radio Network. Couldn't Ian. do it without you. Couldn't do it without you either. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, what have you been up to lately? Oh, I've uh, been watching, uh, I mean, so many movies. But uh, the newest is The Sadness, which I think we've all seen at this point. I don't know about you, Mitch. The Sadness? No, I haven't. Ooh. Do tell. It is a uh, new, newly released um, Taiwanese, Taiwanese film. Um, it's like a infected slash zombie genre film um that's supposed to be the goriest and the grossest film of all time and what are yeah. your takes it was uh it was fun but it it succumbed to the uh um the genre tropes so uh it couldn't really set apart itself from being very unique as it, as it could have been yeah, I also watched uh, The Sadness. It was very gory. Uh, it was pretty visually appealing. Um, it, it was a well-directed movie. I was just too hung up on it being um, a ripoff of this comic series called Crossed. Being a really, really big fan of that comic, I, uh, I just couldn't shake how he tried to replicate almost every panel and he, if you've read Crossed, it's a direct film adaptation of Crossed. So watching a Crossed film and not call it Crossed or give any acknowledgement that it was like inspired, unless you actually know the, the comic series, was a little frustrating for me. But yeah, it was all right. It was pretty good. Yeah, it, it wasn't pretty good. It was all right. Brennan, yeah. what have you been up to? Uh, I, uh, watched A Ghost Waits. Mm, I like that movie a lot. So quirky and cute and fun in the ending was weirdly wholesome. Um, mm -hmm. but the other movie I watched, uh, is in the top five of my favorite personal zombie movies. Talk to me. And that's the sadness, baby. I, uh, Sweet. what? No, go ahead. Um, when I first watched it, I, my, 
I, I don't know what it was, but by the time it got to the subway scene, um, I had to shut it off because I got really queasy. I, I, I don't know if it was because of like how realistic I felt the violence was or what, but, um, I did have to shut it off and then I went back the next day to finish it and absolutely loved it. Nice. Yeah. And Mitchell Proctor. <laughs> what have you been up to lately? Oh, are we giving out last names? Yeah, if you want to. Cool, right on. Uh, I don't know, not a whole lot, but I know what I'm going to be up to. It sounds like I'm going to be up to uh, watching The Sadness. Hell yeah. Hashtag sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> Taiwan, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, not actually not a whole lot. I haven't had a lot of time to consume too much. Been planning for this fall. Got some business coming up. Uh, and uh, let's see. Working, working. Nothing really thrilling to report, man. I did uh, I did try to open a freezer the other day, and I didn't realize that because of the temperature change and the way the vacuum works, that that shit will close up on you. And, I mean, it takes a Mack truck to open, but I yanked on it with all my might and dislocated my middle finger on my left hand, uh, popped it right out of socket, and... Uh, <coughs> I'm a little concerned because that's that's my fret and guitar hands, but it's it's starting to come back. It's, Opening it's, a freezer? Yeah. Like what kind of freezer? Like an industrial kitchen freezer. Oh. Um, yeah, it's like it, it once, and Natalie says she has the same issue at the lab where she makes zombies, speaking of, uh, when that shit seals, like until the air recools or something, it creates like a super vacuum. And so if you shut it, you can't like reopen it like right away, which I tried to do. Mm-hmm. And I really put my back into it, and uh, yeah, it's my my fingers jacked up. Wait, are we are we just gonna gloss over? You said that someone makes zombies. <laughs> no, I just I just tease Natalie about that because she's in neuroscience and deals with like DNA and oh, all kinds okay. of things like that. And so I've often teased her because I go night to the lab. I'm like, so this is where it's gonna happen. This is where it's coming from. <laughs> well, hashtag stop calling the sadness a zombie movie. But today we are talking. <laughs> this is a. It's promoted as a zombie. The burden of proof is not on me. The burden of proof is on you guys because it is pushed as a zombie movie and the filmmakers say it's a zombie movie. I knew this was going to come up and I was waiting for it. It's not. Well, if the filmmakers say it, it's got to be, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the burden of proof is not on me here. That's an interesting point, though. Like, is it the interpretation of the audience or what the creator says? Yeah, that's a great question. Would you say it's the interpretation of the audience or what the creator says, Brendan? I think that <clears throat> if the creator says, I made a zombie movie, then it's a zombie movie. I think that if they said, I made an infection movie and you can make up your own mind, then that's a whole different story. But when they are promoting it and saying it, they have a quote on the poster for it from Rue Morgue, a very respected horror publication that says one of the best zombie movies ever so if they're going to put that on their cover and they're going to promote it as a zombie movie it's a zombie movie well someone's fired up you know what i got really heated about this (laughs) ua bull says he's made the greatest zombie movie ever made so let's talk about it shall we because it is the the dead release date october 10th 2003 with a budget of 12 million (laughs) dollars Mm. Where'd it that made money go? Domestically, ten million. Worldwide, Ooh. thirteen million. So it made its money back, barely, but it did it. Are you now, sure about that? I'm sure about it. 
Well, I mean, does worldwide include or exclude U.S. Oh. grosses? Because worldwide includes the U.S. We're part of the world. I mean. Right, right. No, no, no. That does include us. Yeah, that does include us. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah so outside of the U.S., it only made about three mil. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But uh, do you guys have any history with the House of the Dead game? Oh, yeah. Let's hear it, Brennan. Uh, I would, uh, I used to spend a lot of time at the YMCA growing up, uh, because my mom was the women's fitness director there. Um, and in the skating rink, uh, the top floor, they had like eight arcade games. None of them ever worked, but the only one that did was house of the dead. Um, and I spent mucho dinero on it. Um, which, uh, that's that's spanish um for a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) uh so i i really enjoyed the game uh this was my this was only my second time watching the movie though um but i'll i'll wait to to get into that if anyone else has any stories about the game ian yeah uh my first official job where i had to pay taxes at uh was peter piper pizza and so i played a lot of the house of the dead there and uh, even before that, I just remember going to Peter Piper a lot and playing it. Mitch, what about you, man? Oh, I was reading about House of the Dead in uh, the like EGM. And at the time, I think there was a magazine called uh, Game Fan. It was one of my favorite ones. I think it evolved and became a magazine called Play. So I was mm-hmm. reading it in, in advance, being a little Sega fan and horror fan uh, about this game and waiting and waiting. And then when it finally did hit the arcades, I rarely went home. I loved it in the arcades and imported it every chance. Like I uh, got it on the Sega Saturn import because it came out early there. And I was shocked that that little machine could run that game. Of course, it was uh, kind of primitive, but uh, I played until my arms were sore at home. Uh, I got a buddy, Guillermo. He's been on the show a couple of times, not yours, but uh, one of the other shows a couple of times. And we played House of the Dead till the morning, till the dawn like at home too yeah it's a great game hell yeah yeah i grew up with it as well it was in like every pizza parlor imaginable um i was still like i caught the tail end of when arcades were really popular so um i would go to the arcade all the time there was this one called nickel nickel in california where every arcade game was just a nickel and i used to waste dollars into that game um eventually I got it on the Dreamcast, and when I was able to play it at home, I was super jacked. Uh, I even got the little spinoff series, like Typing of the Dead. Yeah, buddy. Where <laughs> it was House of the Dead, but they gave you like things to type out, and every key you got right would shoot a bullet <laughs> in front of the zombies. <laughs> and uh, I actually learned how to type a lot through that game. Like I learned how to type pretty fast. That's uh, really I still cool. have mine. I still got it. I'm going to send you pictures so you can post it with your, your socials on this episode. I've still Dude, got that typing of the dead game. Got typing of the and dead. The keyboards. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That shit was so cool. When that came out, I was so jacked about that too. And uh, yeah, I, I got a dreamcast <clears throat> and played house of the dead, like exclusively like for a while on that. Um, and then I, that's kind of how arcade started to die. But um, when today we are covering. On, if I can do one more on uh, when it yeah. came out on Dreamcast, mm-hmm. our buddy Samurai over there on the uh, Oh God It Hurts uh, show 
we drove to Phoenix just to pick up those import copies and buy import guns to play it on our, our Dreamcasts. Like, <laughs> specific trip just to pick that up. That is awesome. That is awesome. And Oh God, It Hurts is a podcast, a retro gaming podcast on the Ruminations Radio Network as well. So if you're into video games, you should go check them out. Um, it's a really good cast. Today, we're talking about House of the Dead, 2003. It's an action horror film directed by yours truly, UA Bull. Based on the video game franchise of the same name by Sega, it is not a direct adaptation of the individual entries. Bull described the film as a prequel to the original 1996 game. In its opening weekend, the film grossed $5.7 million, finishing sixth at the box office. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film was ranked as the 41st of the 100 worst-reviewed <laughs> films of the 2000s. Bullshit. Bullshit. House of the Dead was universally panned by critics, giving Bull a negative reputation that would continue throughout his career. Another note, do you guys have any favorite like video game movie adaptations? Anyone's Resident Evil. Yeah. I was just going to say, welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the whole series, Ian, or just the first Resident Evil game? I mean, they're all about the same. So the, the later ones, like the, the last two, are, are pretty bad. But um, I think the first two are, are fine. Fair enough. Yeah, there's a bunch over the years. Angelina Jolie has portrayed Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah. There's been the Silent Hill games. I personally like the Mortal Kombat movie, the first one, uh, quite a bit. Uh, there was the Super Mario Brothers movie with John Leguizamo. Uh, this movie gets a lot of shit, and deservingly so. But I, if there was such thing as a guilty pleasure, I kind of like the Prince of Persia movie. Um, with the Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that movie too. It's a it's a pretty uh it's a pretty fun movie and has, it's actually, has anyone seen uncharted not yet i do want to though um my favorite probably being silent hill though is my favorite video game did you guys yet. see the vikander tomb raider no no it's actually pretty damn solid and she does a good job she does a good job yeah that's based on the reboot series right yes yeah i mean if you're a fan of the reboot series the the movie takes so many cues from it uh, visually and just like the direction of it is just really kind of hits those notes and again like what a great job she did as a young Laura Croft hmm. nice I have to check that out all right guys we're gonna get new first impressions of the film and then we'll just jump right in afterwards Ian we're gonna start with you because you're oozing um Ian mm. what do you think of the film where did you watch it and would you add it to your collection? Um, what did I think of the film? Uh, the So my first impressions are, like, going into the film uh, was, it's going to be the worst movie of all time. Like, one of the worst of all time. Um, so I, I don't know if my um, bar was just held that low or um, what, but, like, it's not that bad. Like, it's it's actually pretty fun and i think it's so bad that it's good um there's some really good moments and i i honestly kind of like it um i rented this movie and uh, i'd do it again nice mitch we're gonna go with you next mitch what did you think of the film where did you watch it and would you add it to your collection i saw this originally theatrically i am 
pretty sure. I can't imagine. I mean, there wasn't streaming at the time, so I mean, it's possible that I I rented it after the fact, but I'm pretty sure I went loving the the video game series as much as I did. Uh, This time around, uh, I did purchase it on iTunes because I figured, eh, for a couple extra bucks, I'll own it, even though I hate it, and I told myself I'd never watch it again. (laughs) And uh, I was, oh, I'm sorry, did I jump the gun by saying that I hated it? Oops. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Um, (laughs) We're diving right in, baby. Yeah, so uh, as I watched it, I was cursing Kyle's name as I watched it for the second time in my life. And uh, yeah, I think this movie is way overrated. Overrated? Overrated. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Brendan, what do you think of the film? Oh, yeah, and well, I guess you did answer that already. Ian, did you, or would you add it to your collection? I I would get the DVD, yeah. Okay. Brendan, what'd you think of it? Where did you watch it? And would you add it to your collection? Uh, This movie is fucking metal um i bought it when i worked at fye in high school uh, and i think with my employee discount it was a dollar 50 um <laughs> i watched it that night and then the very next day uh when i worked i took it back and got my dollar 50 back um so that was probably <clears throat> wow 11 years ago at this point now i feel old um, I haven't seen it since, so I was kind of dreading watching it again. Uh, so I rented it, I think on, a uh, prime, I want to say, uh, and I enjoyed every second of this movie. This is, this movie does not deserve all the shit that it gets. I think, um, I will totally be buying this and then re-adding it to my collection. Nice. And uh, did you say where you where you watched it? I'm sorry. Uh Prime. Prime, that's right. Okay. Um <clears throat> what about you? I have some history with this movie. I uh originally rented it from Blockbuster back when I was in high school. Uh me and a few friends, so a few friends were staying the night at my house, um and we went to Blockbuster as we normally did to to get some shit, and this was one of the movies that we picked up. Uh to this day, um, I have a friend that when we watched this, we thought it was like the most hilarious shit ever in high school. And we we would still quote the movie to this day. Um, specifically the part where they come up on the house and the guy goes, this house looks like it's been here for a millennia. And <laughs> we used to quote that all the time. And uh, I haven't seen it since then. So it's been a long time. I went to a local record slash media store, Zia Records in Tucson here, and I purchased the movie for five bucks on DVD because um, I figured it's like the same amount to rent on like Apple TV and stuff. So I thought I would just own it. And um, I think this movie is absolute trash. <laughs> and um, I think the last half of the movie has a lot of redeeming scenes in it. And I think there's some fun to be had. But overall, um, it's just a really bad movie. Not the worst movie we've covered so far this month, though, in my opinion. <laughs> um, this is a better made movie than Dario Argento. He's still the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. out of the movies we've seen this month, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty decent movie. I feel like it would be a fun or like not a fun. I feel like it would be a movie that could be put on in the background while you're doing something else. 
because it does have a banger soundtrack. <laughs> but um, did you guys prepare a top three list or anything? Mm-hmm. You did? Okay. Are we all in on this? or I prepared like a top 20. Is that okay, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I, I, my whole list is tops. Okay, we're gonna stop. We're gonna start with number three, uh, Brennan. Let's shoot it over to you this time, Brennan. What's your number three on top three things you enjoyed from House of the Dead? Uh, Clint Howard. I love that man so much, and w- I think what I appreciate about him is no matter how bad of a movie he's in or how badly of a role he's written he always gives 110 percent, and it is so admirable to just like to know that when he goes into something he puts his like is he he puts all all of it out there and he just oh he comes to play oh yeah for sure yeah (laughs) so he's my number three hell yeah mitch um are we going in descending orders? My my third favorite thing about that movie was its title, House of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, let's shoot it over to you. Uh, I like the characters. I like um, the costume designs, how they how it really put them apart. Um, Captain uh, Kirk. Captain he was a really Kirk, cool baby. character. Fuck now. Captain Kirk, bro. Um, and I liked uh, seeing Rachel from Halloween 4 and 5. That was awesome. Um, her early dialogue was like the worst acting I've ever seen in my life, but she redeemed herself in, in the later, uh, in the later, uh, minutes of the film. Wait, which one was that? She was the cop. She was Jordan oh. Casper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. My number three was the unnecessary clips of the video game during the transitions. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. That was um, that was, was really stupid, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? We're here. We're doing this already. Fuck it. <laughs> you might as well just throw it in. And um, I appreciate it. It brought it brought some nostalgia back to me from playing the games. So mm-hmm. that was my number three. Uh, Mitch, we're gonna throw it back to you. All right. What's your number two? My number two favorite thing about this movie was the soundtrack made me want to play Extreme G on the N64. Extreme G? Can you elaborate? I've never heard of that game. Are you kidding me? Really? It's, it was like uh, Tron up. Bikes. Uh, it was like a Wipeout. It was like a futuristic racer answer to Wipeout, but like on bikes. And uh, I... Oh, yes. Yeah. They the shit out of this. Yes. I used to play that all the time, and I'd put on uh, the Hacker's soundtrack while I played it. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, my God. Yes, dude. I have not played this game in forever, but I actually had it on the GameCube. It came out on the Cube? Extreme G Racing, yeah. Wow. It came out on the Cube. That is awesome, dude. Yeah, I... you know what works really well in a futuristic racer is right angle turns like the second extreme g <laughs> it's it like they had so many of these right angle turns it's like what happened but yeah that's yeah that's it that's my number two hell yeah in number two i'm gonna go with the boat killing scene with cabin kirk uh, i thought that was kind of dope uh it had the music going he was just wielding at that 50 cal pistol right there um with the cigar in his mouth yeah yeah he awesome. has a cigar in his mouth the whole time that was awesome i agree how did they get Brock now for this movie anyway? Like, really? Like, what? I mean, that was kind of a surprise. Yeah, I it's, feel like he's... It's got to be the budget, man. They gave him 12 mil for this. Yeah, like, I that's guess. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the, actors, yeah. the actors that UA Bowl gets for his... Like, Jason Statham's in one of his movies. Like, he surprisingly draws some big-name actors to his stuff. I have no clue how he does it. Well, yeah, he's German, German, right? Duh. Oh, that's Russian. 
um yeah 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 his fucking um blood rain movie has like michael madsen mm-hmm. as fucking ben well, kingsley well, michelle well, rodriguez michael madsen's not that hard to get just give that's him a true. fucking six pack and a pack of smokes and he's happy that's true he'll mumble his way through it it still doesn't take away from the fact that he's a g yeah but, um brennan what's your number two? uh the pacing uh i this movie it only takes 15 minutes to get started and then once it starts it just doesn't stop and it goes balls to the wall the entire time my number two is clint howard uh so there's not much more i could say than what brendan already said um he's awesome he seems genuine he brings it and yeah that's it i think brendan summed it up nicely ian Number one. My number one has to be the soundtrack. I just got done rewatching Equilibrium uh, right before I watched The House of the Dead. So it was the exact same soundtrack. And I was like, wow, this is pretty fucking dope. Nice. Um, remind me of the song that you compared it to in the Discord group. Smack My Bitch Up. <laughs> By Prodigy, right? Yes. <clears throat> Okay, are you all familiar with this song? Yes. After okay. hearing Ian sing it a few <laughs> times, yes. <laughs> so we, so Ian and I got into a discussion. I just want to get your takes. It doesn't have to be a long answer, but uh, which song slaps more? Smack My Bitch Up, No Pun Intended by Prodigy, or Sandstorm? <laughs> Darut Sandstorm. Darut Sandstorm. Which one? You could only pick one. I'll go first. Um, I think Slap My Bitch Up offers more to the table, and it gets me pretty hyped. So that's going to be my pick. Mitch? Ah. Sandstorm. And Brendan? I don't think I know Sandstorm. (laughs) You had to have heard Sandstorm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sandstorm. Okay. Um, I think uh, Sandstorm's good to take it because I also vote for Sam- Sandstorm. Although Smack My Bitch Up is a very close mm-hmm. second. It was tough. Close. It was comparable. Mitch, number one. Hit me with it. Can I give you a tie? Yeah. Um, tie between the fact that they get to the party, everything's destroyed, and they immediately head to the kegs and pour themselves <laughs> a kindergarten size yeah. beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a shot uh, version. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's like, that was like when I was eight, guys. Come on, fill those cups up. And uh, ties with my number one favorite thing about this movie is that I'm not watching it right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Brendan, number one. Um, well, I guess I kind of want to do my my tie. Uh, Humpity Bumpity, obviously one of the best lines in cinematic history. Um, and the uh, the scene where they just get attacked by the horde of zombies when they're approaching the house. Those like those three sixty. We'll probably get into it, but oh. those like the shots in it, like the practicals, like ah, mm. my number one being very nostalgic for the game and people who are very familiar with the first game will know what I'm talking about. I had a Leonardo DiCaprio sipping on my beer pointing at the TV moment when 
the zombie jumps over the rock and flips and throws the axe at her. Yes. And that's a direct move from the game. And when, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, there it is. He did it. He did the zombie flip axe throw. And I got very excited by it. Um, that's my number one. So we'll get into probably the best scene of the movie, which is the 45-minute killing zombie montage. Um, oh my god, it's so long. It's so, <laughs> so, so long. fucking long. <laughs> Brandon, it sounds like you had a a positive experience with this scene, so talk to me about it. What'd you think of it? Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, t- to start, the practicals in this are just fantastic. Some of the, the head explosions, uh, there's just this scene. You said 45 minutes. It felt like 45 minutes. It just the scene just felt like it went on and on and on. Um the the 360 spin shots were incredible. Um I now I don't remember this from the game, so maybe someone can refresh my memory. When you die in the game, does it do that thing where it shows the character by themselves and like the screen flashes red a few times? So I didn't remember this, but um dom who's played the game a lot too when we were watching it she said that she's like oh they put that in there from the game when when you die that's so she uh, she recognized it i didn't but uh yeah apparently that's what happens like like you die and then it just shows your guy standing there it spins around Mm -hmm. and then it flashes red so yeah apparently that's from the game yeah which game did it it would show your guy kind of crumble to the ground do the flashing but it also showed you the path you took was that how that was two that was oh, in one? Okay. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It was two. Yeah. It but yeah, two. it would show you how far you made it or didn't make it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Ian, talk to me about this scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, a straight ripoff of the Matrix movies. I thought that was awesome. Uh, pure comedy is what I would, um, I guess, describe this this action sequence and how long it is. Um, yeah, it's just really fun. Mitch, you got anything to say about it? I, I don't I, I must have watched the DVD because I remember watching some, uh, at some point at least, um, the behind the scenes and how they did those 360 shots. And it was, it's funny that it, you guys mentioned the Matrix because it looks like low rent Matrix, the way they tried to pull it off. And that's 100%. why, it does, yeah, it doesn't quite look the same. It's got a little bit of that that look to it. Yeah, that's that was uh, interesting, I suppose. Uh, I really like when the uh, Alicia character, I think she chucks a grenade down a well to what end? For what reason? Why? You just chucks it down there. And, and I, yeah, I know you, it, it was some fun action. Somebody thought they were making the next great action movie, but. And they did. <laughs> Hell yeah. They were trying. They were definitely trying. They put, they gave it, they gave it their all. You had to imagine that UA Bull was fucking jacked with this final product. Oh, he had a giant the boner thing. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved Liberty in her red, white, and blue outfit named Liberty. Um, yeah, this scene was uh, explosive, if you will. Um, I thought that the, uh, the screenshots of the actual game worked the best in this sequence because of how like, yeah. fast the editing yeah. was. Yeah, and like, well, actually, did they use the video game scenes when they were killing zombies in this scene? I only really yes, recognized it when they did. were killing zombies. They did a lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a 
it was probably the best scene of the movie and uh yeah it was it, it was okay <laughs> oh, no, that boat um, scene the boat scene was cool yeah the boat scene was cool um where would you rate this um as far as like a zombie film as far as it's like practical effects go oof Ian? uh there were quite a bit of practicals um I'd say middle of the packs, more above average for practicals. Brandon, talk to me. Uh, I think <clears throat> I think it would have been easy for them to to just like shoehorn some like really shitty CG in there to save a few bucks, and I really appreciate that that he did for everything that he could. Um, go practical so i i think that honestly a lot of the effects the effects for me really hold up surprisingly yeah no i thought the effects looked cool too and the makeup on the zombies also wasn't terrible either Mm -mm. no except for the bald guy i don't remember the bald guy the The, like main guy who created the zombies oh yeah 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 he was yeah, he looked dumb, but they, they didn't blend the makeup into his eyelids, so it just stops right where his eyelids start. Yeah. yeah it looks... And that Not flashback sure. sequence of him traveling on the boat and when he chokes like the guard out, the British guard out or whatever it was. That was kind of hot. Oh, that was terrible. That was so bad. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about on the film? Anything else you want, you guys want to cover? Uh, yeah. No, I, I I agree with these guys. The practical effects were were pretty impressive, especially for the. I don't think there was CG at the time though that could have really delivered. And as far as the uh, genre of zombie films, I'm gonna agree with Ian. I think it's just above average though. Really, it's not it's not the effects in this movie that drag it to the depths of garbageness. That's they it, it, it they were solid. Agreed. bloody the zombie uh, makeup like you said looked really pretty good most of the time i was impressed so the scene that like established this as more of a comedic experience was when simon was running towards the boat and that, like everyone was shouting at him as he's going off the pier and as soon as he jumps the music starts playing again um i thought that was a really funny scene and it made me laugh out loud pretty hard I feel like on that scene, when he was running on the dock, maybe it was just me and the way the editing was, but it looked like like it showed him running on the dock, and then he got to the end, and then it panned back to the group, and then back to him, and then he was at the beginning of the dock again. <laughs> like There's a lot of that. Yeah, so like it looked like they like did like a weird cut to where they didn't actually like paste it together properly. But um, In Digging Around, did you guys see that they actually re-released it as a comedy? Oh, really? Yeah, it's there's a second cut where they emphasize there's different music, which taking away like the one good thing in the film, but they have different music. They have some weird voiceovers, and some of those cuts are re-emphasized to show the bad uh, continuity problems. But it actually is billed as a comedy. I think that might have been the version that I saw then. Yeah. <laughs> it has <laughs> <been>. maybe it's. <laughs> 
it was it was more comedy forward than uh than a horror it might have i mean i guess it depends on where you stole it from this time um that actually kind of brings up something i wanted to talk about did you guys uh read anything about the director's cut of this movie no so the director's cut is just the regular flat out movie nothing has changed in the movie um but the opening ua bowl gets kidnapped and his kidnappers tie him to a chair and force him to watch this movie as his form of torture (laughs) and that's the director's cut speaking of which um how, how does the story go uh Hugh Apel likes to challenge people in the ring when people oh, talk yeah. shit about his yeah. movies is that a thing yeah it, it's oh. the video it, he knocks these people the fuck out he does <laughs> can you elaborate on this story again oh, for yeah. the audience that doesn't know it um yeah so so basically uh i i, I don't know how it started <clears throat> but it just got to the point where he was like if you want to say something shitty about my movie, you can say it to me, but say it to my face in the ring. And then people get in the ring and say shit to him. And he just, I think he's knocked every single critic out that he's fought. I'm actually just surprised there's been critics that have agreed to stepping in the ring with him. Right? Like, that's kind of interesting. And I also want to see these fights. You know, I'll take, I'll take a punch to the face if I could tell him to his face. How much his films blow? I would be ha- like, go ahead, hit me, because I want to tell you. <laughs> you you can find it on YouTube. There's like a, a compilation of every fight he's done. Oh, that'll be something I definitely watch <laughs> later today. <laughs> so, Brendan, you're in the ring with him. You're about to square up. What's the one thing that you say to him right before the match starts? Uh, right as the bell dings, I'm gonna look yeah. him dead in the eyes and say, "Humpity bumpity, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Um, anything else you guys want to cover? My favorite mm-hmm. scene is not even a scene. It's just a line because it was like the one moment for me that, I mean, aside from the game footage, which is kind of, it was cool to see as, as a young man. Like, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's a choice. But the end when they're walking away and they ask uh, Alicia's last name and she says Curian, then I was oh, like, yeah. ooh, that, that was like the one moment I was like, oh. Cool. That's a little bit of the that's game mythology. His, yeah. his prequel. His, yeah, his, that's, his again, prequel yeah, theory. Yeah. yeah. That back and forth is so funny because the the official people are like, who are you? And he's like, who are you? <laughs> and every oh, time yeah. they ask him a question, he just retorts with the same question. <laughs> Brutal. Ian or Brennan, do you guys have a favorite scene? That's not the, the 45 minute zombie killing scene or the boat scene but um when they were like giving out guns to people um and like everyone just instantly became a badass i thought that was pretty funny they gave the they gave like people dual wielding pistols um for like their first time shooting which um i'm gonna guess in like a zombie apocalypse scenario like why not you know it really bugged the shit out of me that the guy held the gun like he he like crunched in his arm with the handgun and then every time he shot he would throw his hand out like he was like pointing the gun but like 
from like his hip to like he would extend his arm only when he was about to fire the weapon. It's really annoying. Um, yeah. What about you, Brennan? Uh, I like how uh, Sega sponsored this techno party at the rave. Yeah, yeah well, I, that's so weird. I don't get it, but I love it. What do you think? Like, I'm surprised that Sega actually like endorsed this movie. Like, I wonder if they knew what the quality of this was before releasing it. Like, they had to have seen like a preview of the film prior to launching it like i i wonder what they thought about it well sega's not been known for making the best choices anyway (laughs) (laughs) they're kind of visionary like first to the first to the uh to the party but not always uh do they execute so i mean even if they had known they still would have sold the license to them i feel like this is right after the dreamcast died too so they were in a rough spot yeah like they were like oh this is all we got might as well um they were just like money money me money now and now they're back in the spotlight making good games and apparently good movies i haven't seen the sonic the hedgehog movie but that movie's dope i love it it's good that's what i hear i I have a question though yeah um what's the deal with like automatic pistols during this time frame like blade underworld equilibrium they all have automatic pistols i mean it it starts with the matrix probably like oh yeah man that's Everybody was emulating the Matrix in the early 2000s. Everybody, even scary movie, like comedies, action, horror action, science fiction, everything was emulating the Matrix. The Matrix was just too big at this point. So that's probably where it stemmed from, honestly. Um, And I haven't seen Equilibrium, but just from the cover, it looks kind of like a knockoff Matrix. I mean, Ian gave it four and a half stars. Just it is amazing. It is probably my favorite dystopian sci-fi action movie. It's 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 got a pretty good cast. I was about to get on board with him, but I don't know about like quite that good. But it's damn fine. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's underrated job. and underappreciated. <laughs> it's certainly underviewed. I think. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, guys. Well, if you guys don't have anything else. We're going to get into final thoughts and reviews. No? All right. I had a question before the cast, but I forgot what it was. Well, in that case, we're going to get into final thoughts and reviews. We're going to start with our guest, Mitch. Final thoughts and star rating on House of the Dead 2009. Final thoughts. Um, not only am I owed the price of admission and the price of <laughs> the rental whenever it was that I got the DVD and the price of the second purchase, I feel like somebody, maybe Kyle or Bowl, owes me my hourly rate for the time I spent watching this movie. Half a star, if it's if anything. Half a star for Mitch. Brennan, we're going to throw it over to you. Final thoughts and review. Uh, this movie was more enjoyable than i remembered it being um it's still a shitty movie but it's a fun shitty movie <laughs> um i could say that it's uh a good example of a good bad movie um a very good example of it so i think i <clears throat> would have to give it a one and a half with a heart one and a half with a heart yeah okay yeah jot that down real quick is there an antithesis to the heart? Can I give it like half a star 
and a middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> you can absolutely. Well, I think it's just I, I you know, my reverence for the series. I mean, might be tainting my opinion. No, I mean that's that's totally. I mean that's why I don't like the sadness is because my source material for that exact theme and movie is the comic book Crossed. And for all the people that think the sadness is original, they haven't read the comic. And it's, abs- <laughs> it's absolutely like the most non-original thing in the world. But if uh, that's a dig at me, I didn't say it was original. No, it, it was absolutely <laughs> okay. not a dig at you. Okay. Absolutely okay. Not a, it's not a dig towards anybody. It's just my personal feelings about the sadness compared to everybody else. But um, okay, one and a half and a heart. So let me go and add that up here. Ian, final thoughts and f- rating. The fact that this is a 1.1 on Letterbox is a damn crime. I actually like this movie. This is um, the best that we've seen so far from the worst reviewed on Letterbox. Uh, this is my first viewing ever. Uh, going into it, completely zero standards. Um, so... I, but 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 I I can't give it a passing grade as much as I want to. Um, I'm gonna give it two stars and a heart. Two Whoa. stars and a heart. So I am the deal breaker on if this film gets a heart or not on the ruminations of Red Room Letterbox. So you said two stars and a heart. Two stars and a heart. Alrighty. Um, going into this film, prior to seeing this, I've I've titled this movie the worst movie I've ever seen. And after watching it 15 years later or so, I could genuinely say it is not the worst movie I've ever seen anymore. Um, I think the last half of the movie has some fun moments to it. I think this movie is mostly trash. Um, and the problem that I have the most with this is that it's, it's just missing something to make it so bad it's good. It doesn't reach that point to me. And I wish it did. I wish it tipped that to where I could uh, appreciate it a little bit more. But it's just bad. And I'm going to have to give it a one star. That being said, I'm going to round up on this one instead of rounding down. I'm going to round up. So this gets a one star on Letterboxd with no heart because I do not give it a heart. It was close. It was close. But now it is time to end this episode, how we end every episode with Is it fresh? Is it rotten? I don't know. Is it fresh? The game where my contestants have to guess if a film is fresh or rotten with only the guidance of me providing a description of the film. Rotten Tomatoes uses a 100-point scale. Any rating 60% or higher is fresh, and anything below is rotten. If they guess fresh or rotten correctly, they move to round two where they have to guess the percentage that is within 7% of the actual score. And if they are correct, they get awarded a second point. Gentlemen, year to date... We have Ian at two, Brendan at 12, and Mitch at one. I'm tired of seeing Brendan score go up, to be honest. But that's the way this is going. So uh, I am going to have to interject there. Mine is one for one, at least. That's yeah. true. That He's is true. 100. Right now, Mitch is undefeated, technically. He's the Michael Jordan of this game. <laughs> Gentlemen, are you ready? 
Humpity bumpity. <laughs> a horribly disfigured lawyer, wrongfully pronounced dead after a terrible car accident, is taken to an asylum for dissection, only to come back alive, kill everyone, and make the asylum his killing grounds for a group of nubile punk rockers. Nubile? <laughs> is it fresh or is it rotten? Rotten. I was going to let Mitch go. Oh, I'm going to say oh. <laughs> Gentlemen? <laughs> Anybody? Uh, I'm going to say fresh. It is, in fact, rotten. Guess the percentage. Ten. Twenty. You guys are both incorrect. Genre horror. It is sitting at 29% with 100-plus ratings. It is the 2017 film Doom Asylum, directed by Richard Friedman. His highest-rated film is You and Me, 2009, at 55%. You guys ready for number two? Yeah. A bullied teenage boy is devastated after the death of his heavy metal idol, Sammy Cure. But as Halloween night approaches, he discovers that he may be the only one who could stop Sammy from making a satanic comeback from beyond the grave. Is it fresh or is it rotten? It sounds rotten. Bitch, we'll start with you. Um, rotten. Uh, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to be the defector here. I'll say rotten. And Ian. Rotten. You guys are all incorrect. <laughs> oh, damn. Genre horror. It is sitting at a 62% with 5K plus ratings. It is the 1986 film Trick or Treat, directed oh. by Charles Martin Smith. His highest rated movie is The Buddy Holly Story, 1978, at 100%. I heard that's good. I think that movie went secret. down in flames. What? I just recently watched Trick or Treat, and that movie is actually pretty damn good. It's got a higher rating with critics, too. I think it's at like a 70-something. Number three. An old Gothic cathedral built over a mass grave develops strange powers that trap a number of people inside it with ghosts from a 12th century massacre seeking to resurrect an ancient demon from the bowels of the earth. Is it fresh or rotten? This sounds dope. I, I was going to say, this sounds really cool. Would watch. Um, I feel like I might have seen this. Like, I'm going to say rotten. Oh, rotten as well. And my boy Mitch? I'm going to have to play the game and just say fresh. Mm. It is, in fact, rotten. <laughs> Ian and Brennan sitting tied 2-2. Mitch still at zero. Guess the percentage. 42. Uh, fuck you. I was going to say 42. Damn, no, you weren't. I swear to God. <laughs> I was going to say the universal number, 42. Um, 35. Ian takes the lead. Woo! It is 49% with I'm sorry, Mitch. A plus ratings. <laughs> Genre horror. It is the 1989 film The Church, directed yes. by Michele 
Soavi. I'm gonna butcher that. <laughs> Highest rated film is Fulci for Fake at a hundred percent, twenty nine percent. It's actually a very uh, famous Italian director. The final question, number four. Mitch can no longer can no longer win. Oh. A burned out New York police detective teams up with a college psychoanalyst to track down a vicious serial killer randomly stalking and killing various young women around New York City. A burned out New York police detective (laughs) teams up with a college psychoanalyst to track down a vicious serial killer randomly stalking and killing various young women around New York City. That sounds super fresh. Mitch goes with fresh. I'm gonna have to say rotten. Mm. I'm gonna go rotten. It is in fact rotten. Ooh. Now we're sitting at Ian four, Brendan three. Ooh. Now, Bren can tie this, which would go into overtime, or. If he guesses the exact percentage, he could also take the lead if he gets this incorrect. Guess the percentage. 33. It's been a long time. (laughs) You can do it. 48. Ian gets awarded the second point. (laughs) It is 54%. With 2,500K ratings, it is the 1982 (laughs) film, genre horror mystery and thriller, The New York Ripper, directed directed by Lucio Fulci. His highest rated film is 100% The Psychic, 1977. Ian takes this game. He moves on to three for the year. Ian, how do you feel? I feel like a man. Kyle, feel like a real man. Well, this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room, the reanimated Homo sapien of the Ruminations <laughs> Radio Network. <laughs> if you like what we're doing here, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ruminations of Red Room and on Twitter at of Red Room. That's O F Red Room. And please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and make sure you hit us up with a review and give us a rating. Also, go check out RuminationsRadioNetwork.com where you could check out a bunch of other podcasts that are on our network offering a lot of quality content. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today, we have with me Mitch, the goth guru. Oh, am I supposed to say something on my outro? And Ian, (laughs) (laughs) with two E's. If your name is Michael and you are from Alaska, please go to our Twitter page. That's OF Red Run of Red Rum and comment because I'd love to know that there is someone that I'm actually preaching to. Um, and it's not just 50 episodes that that's just me. Um, just delusional. To doubt his existence is sacrilege. I should have said it. And Brendan, the new blood. Uh, I just dropped a really cool interview over on Horror Obsessive with uh, writer-director Scott Sloan. Uh, and he had some really cool advice about making movies and stuff. So if you're interested, I'd say go check that out. 
go check out that flex boys and stay spooky folks <laughs>